0: Hey guys, what's going on? Today we're talking about autism and education and some special insight from my friend Chris from Special Books by Special Kids. Okay guys, so I'm joined today by um, a very, very interesting guy, a super influential. I actually have seen a ton of your videos before and you're a good friend of my friend Asa Mas from the Fathering Autism channel, which you guys obviously know a lot about and uh, Chris uh, runs a channel called uh, SBSK, which you kind of, how would you define your channel? You, You can take it away. I like to say it's just an open platform for people
1: People living with different disabilities to share whatever it is they want to share. Yeah. Sometimes the interviews are just happy, go lucky, sometimes they're incredibly sad because I want to give a platform
0: for people to share their truth, whatever that truth may be. Yeah, absolutely, it's amazing, because what I feel like your channel does is it gives like a very neutral uh, platform which non-biased, and it just says it as it is, and it's nice to give people a voice in that area, especially the pe- some of the people you interview don't really have a voice for saying what they want to say on a, on a platform, you know, and I think that's is super powerful, it's very powerful. So Chris, just before we get started, I'm talking about education and autism. Uh, you, we were talking about um, like metadata and optimizing video content for, for YouTube, and you said that you had a really interesting take on why you don't focus on uh, metadata or Yeah, like I don't even think about
1: keywords. It's the last thing you do before you upload a video. And yeah. I'm always like, "Uh, <laughs> learn?" <laughs> like I don't know, but there's a very um a very serious reason why I don't concern myself too much with analytics. Mm-hmm. Our goal is just to create essentially an encyclopedia of people living with different conditions and then ex- them explaining what life is like for them. So I have many people reach out to me, and I can't filter through who I want to interview based on what's going to go viral. Of course. Because that's just so counterproductive to our mission of inclusion for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you start to focus on, okay, what's the hot topic? What's the hot word? You lose interest in the. Exactly. Topic. You might not go to that interview of that person living with a rare disability across the world. But then the other families who also are affected by that disability will have no resource. Absolutely. And we're very fortunate that it's worked out for us. I understand that analytics and all that stuff does play a big part in the whole
0: YouTube thing It does now, yeah. I think it does now, yeah. Yeah, but so, so, we've been good so far. <laughs> no, it's good. And I think it's great. And it's great to stick by the you know ethics and morals that you, you stand by. And especially with the type of advocacy that you're doing, I think it's amazing. But as you guys know, I'm obsessed with SEO and uh, research. And so it's one of my obsessions, actually, of having you know, autism spectrum condition. I'm obsessed with learning certain things and this has been one of the things. Can you give on- me any advice then? Because I, I honestly am at the beginning. Absolutely, okay, so off camera, I'm gonna give Chris a bunch of advice, so we will do that. So right now, we'll get into the content why people want to come and watch this video in the first place. Okay, so, right, we, yeah, I know for a fact that Chris is gonna do a conference pretty soon in a couple of days on uh, autism and education and the education or teaching or something in the education department or academia. Yeah, so essentially I speak
1: to parents and teachers of children with disabilities and teach them how to form a positive bond with somebody and then how to take that bond and then use it to help that person reach their full potential both socially and academically. And here's the thing. The same strategies you're going to use with somebody on the autism spectrum are the same strategies you're going to use with anybody. It's just that so often when somebody's neurodiverse, we overlook these strategies. And it's a simple strategy. It's something we all know everybody wants to be accepted. Absolutely. But we forget that everybody wants to be accepted, not on their future potential, but for their current state. Mm -hmm. So you take a kid who is typically developing. When he's at the place he's supposed to be, you're able to praise him. Oh, you're doing great. Oh, my gosh, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. But when you have somebody who's behind a little bit, Mm -hmm. we're so focused on catching them up. Yeah. That we never praise them. We never tell them they're perfect just the way they are. And it creates this complex for these individuals at such an early age that, man, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Everybody's trying to change me.
0: Nobody likes me the way I am. I'll never fit in. It's that uh, an accepting feeling. You don't feel accepted for who you are. You are trying to strive to be somebody that they want you to be, rather than just like you said, being you know uh, having joy in the fact that you are diverse and individual. And I think that's something super powerful, actually. Um, and, and I know from my experience, like you know, uh, growing up in the '90s, having Asperger's syndrome, um, it's not you know some of the most secure, s- severe cases or conditions of an autism spectrum disorder. You know, I know there are, there are a bunch of kids who are nonverbal, and there's there's a whole host of things that could be you know worse than, than you know having Asperger syndrome but having Asperger's syndrome ha- was a huge struggle for the fact that my learning type was, was almost ignored so when I was in high school and when I was in primary school in the 90s you know in the UK it was just autism wasn't even a thing you knew about you know nobody knew anything about it so I felt super excluded from the education establishment and I, I felt outside of that opportunity bracket so all my friends were like I said at a level and they were developing at a certain rate and the it was me just like completely falling backwards and with no support so they put me in like special ed classes which is just rubbish, you know, you, it's colouring like pictures and like it was just stupid, like there was no math lessons, there was, you know, you had to like circle things that were related like circle all the sports apparatus or circle all the squares, you know, it's like it's just weird stuff. Now the, the button,
1: real quick. Effective special education can be a great thing, course. but ineffective special special education can be babysitting.
0: Of course, it can be the adverse effect. It, mm-hmm. can, make, it can make you even worse because there's nothing stimulating. Exactly. Uh, and you know, so um, my partner uh, used to work full time for a special education needs school. She has a, a degree in childhood studies and childhood development, specifically in autism. So she she you know I she she loves that kind of like how do you know, how do you how do you reach this person with communication? Like you said, having them being feeling accepted, feeling um you know, feeling like they belong and reaching them with something that will help improve their, um, you know, them, not really catch them up, but uh, at their level, teach them effectively. Um, so would you say that um, like now there is, there's more understanding and, and schooling is better or do you think that we still have huge ways to go? We definitely do have
1: huge ways to go. There is progress, but it's minimal progress. And it's almost like as a teacher, you have to have some kind of complex where you need everybody to listen to you all the time. You need to have this grandiose feeling about yourself. And in order to be inclusive, you have to let go of those feelings that, hey, this kid might have a processing time that's a little bit longer. He might not listen to you right away. And he's not doing anything to disrupt your class. He's not intentionally not listening and being noncompliant you just might need a little extra time. Yeah. But so often, a teacher takes that non-compliance in the first few seconds and sees it as, that child is not listening to me, so they punish that child. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's really just absolutely. ignorance.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it is a huge thing. I mean, what would you say is the biggest issue facing, um, you know, pe- children on the spectrum, being in the school or education systems, what would you say the biggest issue is? <laughs> Is everything a valid answer? <laughs> it, it's, it's, I suppose it, it would be, if that's what the answer is, if that's what the answer is. The,
1: the, the sad thing is that the answer is so simple. These things we're talking about, which people are learning in whatever, 20 minute video, mm. it, teachers will taught this. It would change the way these kids are educated. Mm. It's so simple, yet it's not taught. I didn't learn this. I have my master's degree in education. I sure. didn't learn this stuff. It's all from
0: personal experience. So, yeah, I mean, that's true. I think like, um, in terms of, educating educators how how are we going to do that how, how what is it? It, it's do you feel like it's going to be best with things like videos like this and your mm-hmm. channel or do you think it's like creating training programs to go into education establishments and academics to say hey okay you need to really listen to this program well, how do you think is the most effective way to solve this issue the way i think is most effective is for an individual and
1: not a whole community is what i'm doing with my videos i saw this problem when i was in the classroom mm-hmm and I decided that I was going to model the correct, what I believe was the correct behavior. It's not like I have all the answers. I'm just trying the best I can. But I was gonna model it and then through these videos, I realized that I can model what I believe is the correct way to interact with people and have a large audience watch it. So I hope that through the videos I put out on SBSK, people can watch them and learn, okay, well, that's how I do that, or that's how I do that.
0: Definitely, I think, you know, like you guys have such a a, a large audience base, and the shareability of your videos is so high, I believe that you are having a massive impact on helping educate and change lives of people by simply putting it right, you know? Like, I, I, I watch a lot of your videos, and the way you, yeah, the, your style and approach to it is, is so warming and I love watching those videos. And for somebody on the spectrum watching it, I feel, I don't feel on edge, you know what I mean? So when I watch a lot of things, I'm like, oh God, you know, like, I, don't, I feel quite nervous when I watch things because I'm not sure where it's gonna go. I don't know how they're gonna do it. But your videos, they're so like calming. It's just, it's dead nice, you know? And I, I, I enjoy watching it. And sometimes not even because I'm interested in that content, but I know that I'm going to enjoy it because it's relaxing in a way good. And and that nice. means
1: a lot to me, and I want to point out that I was it wasn't always like that.
0: Mm.
1: It, was, it was a learned process. Number one, being on camera and interviewing people, I was so uncomfortable at first, because <laughs> I'm not a camera person. I was a teacher, sure, sure. and if you watch some of my earlier videos, I'm really awkward. I mean, I'm still awkward. Now I know that. <laughs> but I was way more awkward in the beginning, yeah. and even with the, the methodologies and techniques I use, it's all just learned experience. So if you're watching this, and you feel like you're not confident in the way you interact with others.
0: The only way you're gonna learn is by practicing. Absolutely, um, and there's something to say on that, like practice makes progress, because everyone strives for perfect, right? But there's not such thing as perfect, because when you reach perfect, you'll just decline. So always remember that practice makes progress, and it relieves the pressure of you trying to reach perfect. Nothing's ever perfect, but you will get progress in it. And I think you're right. My first video on YouTube was terrible. <laughs> I filmed it on an iPad, there was no lighting, and I had no idea what a camera lens was. To look at the camera lens, it wasn't happening. So it's something, again, it was a learning curve, and I feel like the takeaway from everything is that Everything is a learning curve, and it may not be the teachers' fault that they're not able to uh, effectively educate. Well, some of them may not be able to effectively educate people in a way that is um, is correct, or. or, or not really correct, but in the best they can because they may be unaware of the the information that they need to get access to. And I think that it's our job as advocates and and people watching videos like this to share it in those areas and recommend it to teachers so that they do start to kind of then reach out to programs and come and see talks like you, you or I or whatever to understand a bit more about that. And I think that that's a good way to do it as well. And you reminded me of
1: a philosophy I've always subscribed to since I entered the classroom. And it's just personal accountability. Oftentimes, if there's a student acting up, the blame will be placed on the student. Well, why is he doing this? Let's give him attention, let's punish him. Whenever that happened in my classroom, I would look at myself and say, why is this student not exhibiting the behavior that I want him to exhibit? What am I doing wrong? What's wrong with the environment? What can I tweak? So when you have that mindset, it makes you explore, it makes you change things, and you realize that there's nothing wrong with the kid, yeah. There's something wrong with what you're doing. Improvements that you need to implement. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah sorry. No, yeah, I've adapted that with my professional life. So if a video on my channel doesn't do well, I think to myself, okay, well the person I interviewed was amazing. What did I do wrong? Did I ask the wrong questions? Did I edit it the wrong way? Mm-hmm. So when you take that personal accountability with everything in your life, it forces you to examine
0: yourself, reflect and get better. Absolutely. That was something that I learned with YouTube is you, you watch the video and you think, how can I improve this? And even if you think it's, it, it's a good video, I think maybe the audio could have been better. Maybe the position of the camera, the lighting could be better. Right now I even know filming this that there's loads of things that could have been better. It may be overexposed in certain areas and the, the, you know, the color correction could be wrong. But if we apply those same principles to everything we do in life, if it's advocacy, education, understanding, um, promoting uh, self-acceptance, I think uh, we'd all kind of progress at a rapid rate and, and it'd be good it'd be good it for everybody involved but um, Right. With that being said, Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking this time to come in the room and talk to us because we're here in Boston right now doing a an amazing thing. Actually, uh, it's a the Lead 20 um, Leaders Summit Conference get together networking. It's it's everything. It's actually, it's all everything. Yeah, everything. And it's all, it's people like Chris and myself who are working in this field for advocacy for people with disabilities, doing amazing things. I will actually leave a link in the description below if you want to check out what we're actually doing here because what we I feel like what we're doing, we just we're at the start something absolutely phenomenal certainly I'm super blessed and, and like honored to be here so and in, in the you know the presence of people like Chris it's definitely amazing and I've watched his videos and I was super like oh my goodness Chris is here so it's amazing Chris I thank you so much yeah it's such a pleasure absolutely. you're doing great things on your channel thank I look forward to watching your videos for
1: years to come thank you man I appreciate that and I, I'm saying I love I love watching your videos so yeah awesome